0: Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the She Can Ball podcast. I'm your host, Mahi Walla. Today, we're joined by the assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, Phil Handy. So starting off, like what made you get into coaching?
1: Oh, man, you're going right to it, huh? For me, I think uh, really wanting to like to share and help young athletes. When I, When I first started my training business, it was more about helping kids and young athletes gain confidence. And, and it just kind of really spawned from there. And that was kind of where, where it was, but just, just being able to share knowledge and see athletes um, improve and just being able to like build relationships with athletes through the, through the game of basketball is something I've always loved. Yeah. Now you're with the Lakers. So how did that happen? Um, You know, I think my, my, My transition into being an NBA coach was a was a long process. It took took 13 years. Uh, I did it by uh, by by running my business for 13 years, where I trained a lot of high school, college, uh, professional athletes. And it just kind of took its natural course. Um, I was able to build relationships with different coaches. And Mike Brown eventually got hired by the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. And he was he was a good friend with one of the coaches that I work with on a daily basis and just really through my network. You know, the coaches I was working with, he really he really uh appreciated my work ethic and working with his players and he just really recommended recommended me to Mike Brown. And, you know, sometimes that's how doors open for you. Yeah. And
0: you know, what is it like to coach LeBron and what do you think makes him such a great leader?
1: Yeah, you know, my he's uh, he's just so coachable. You know, that's that's the main thing that I've always enjoyed about LeBron is he's very coachable, even even with his his stature and who he is, he, um, he respects his coaches. He has a, a very, very high level for his work ethic. And I think just what, what makes him great is one, just he's very smart. He's very, very smart. He's not just a great athlete, but he's very intelligent basketball player. And he's, uh, he's very team oriented. He wants his teammates to succeed. And he knows that, you know, when his teammates succeed, he's going to also succeed. So he, he gives everything he has to his team. Uh, to his coaches and to his teammates and and being being one of the best players to ever play and being coachable, you know those those are great attributes to have.
0: And just in general, like how do you even coach professional players because they're so advanced and they they're basically basketball experts. So what is it like to coach professional players?
1: Well, I think as coaches we we have to be experts on some level as well. And I think the big, biggest misconception is that uh, pro professional athletes, they don't want to be coached. And it's quite the opposite. They want to be challenged. They want to be be next to people who 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 study the sport, who really are are trying to master the sport. And so it's a collaboration. You know, it's it's one of those things where they want to be pushed. They want to be challenged. And that's our job as coaches is to push them and challenge them every day, uh, because they also push and challenge us every day to be great. So yeah, I, I always tell people all the time, it's a real partnership between coach and player and coach and athlete. Because we both have to, uh, we both have to put in a lot of work to be great, and you know I think that's one of the biggest things that people think that because they are experts that they they know everything and they don't want to be coached, and it's quite the opposite. Yeah, and you
0: know I know that you worked with Kobe, but did you ever work with Gigi?
1: I did. You know I spent uh, spent a lot of time with Gigi before, for uh, that tragic, tragic accident. Uh, Kobe was really really good with wanting her to to expand her knowledge of the game so you know I spent I spent time with her in the offseason and her and a lot of the girls on the team and just um she carried a lot of her father's mentality you could see it you could see how she really had a passion for the game and and it was her own wanting and not his you know he wasn't really pushing her you know she she showed the desire to want to play and so he gave her uh, the platform to do it and it was really something that she was she was pushing herself to do
0: you have like a really memorable experience that you had with
1: her <laughs> yeah uh she's just I remember one of the workouts you know, I was trying to teach her uh, a couple different things with some ball handling some footwork and you know she's very smart but it was taking her a little bit while a little longer to pick it up and she was getting frustrated and so that the competitive nature in her you could see it you know she missed a shot she she's angry at herself, so that that part to me is is definitely uh, Kobe esque. You know, she had her father's mentality in that regard as she wanted to be a perfectionist and she wanted to uh, she wanted to be to be really great at the sport.
0: You know, look, I've seen you work out with players, and you have a very good way of making them feel comfortable and being able to teach them the right way and not really changing anything, but it's kind of like what you're doing is right. And here's just a different way. Like what is your approach to basketball training?
1: Well, I think for me as a, as a coach and a trainer, I have to be able to evaluate the athletes I'm working with and just take a look at them and see what they do really well. Right. And then also I want to gain knowledge from them as to where they think they need to improve. You know, it's not always about what we see as coaches, but I want to really understand what the athlete sees from themselves because it teaches me a lot about them. So I'm always curious as to what they see and and the areas they see they need to improve. And then again, for me, it's it's a combination of of working on things that they want to improve on and and then figuring out ways that I can help them continue to be great at what they do. Because again, they are are high-level athletes and and as coaches, uh, it's really our job to find out how we can help them. Uh, continuing their journey, so for me i'm really big on footwork and balance. You know those two things are are important for me with any athlete that I have an opportunity to work with i don't care if it's male, female, young, old, high school, pro those two things are, are the foundation of everything I do with training.
0: Why do you think those are so important?
1: Ah uh, man, as an athlete, you know you have to you have to have great balance as a basketball player for one uh, to be able to Uh, play on balance and demonstrate good footwork it allows you to to get to different spots on the floor it allows you to attack different angles and those two things for me again they're just so essential to being a really good basketball player if you think about some of the best players I've ever played you go back and watch most of those players if not most if not all they had great balance they had great footwork and their fundamentals were were at a high level
0: and another thing you like to focus on is ball handling. You say to keep a wide base, but another thing you say is like keep the ball tight, close to your body. I was wondering, like, what's what's your thought process behind that?
1: Well, you know, I've, I've over the years I've really studied and and tried to to formulate a a program, I guess I want to call it, uh, on on how to become a better ball handler. And for me being able to handle the basketball in tight spaces is really important for players. You know, you have really great defenders at the NBA level and college level and some at the high school level. So the more loose you are with the ball, the more advantage you give a defender to have the opportunity to take the basketball from you. So a wide base for me falls into the category of, of having good balance. It also falls into the category of helping you have good footwork. So they're all tied together. So teaching, teaching, a wide base helps players play with better balance, helps you, helps you play with your chest up a little bit more. It's almost like being in a defensive stance. So, you know, having a wide base and being able to demonstrate a tight handle is two things that are really important to teaching ball handling and c- continuing to progress through it. So it's just something that I've found that they're necessary in order to be successful, uh, to continue to be a great ball handler.
0: And like just planning workouts, like how do you plan your workouts with professional players and how can young athletes plan their workouts like the pros?
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, you, you become a student of the game. You know, it's one of the things that I've done with my app, you know, the 94 feet of game app is, is I've tried to help people understand how to build workouts So on the app. There's a custom workout builder where you can take, you know, up to five different topics and put those topics into, into a, you know, compute and it spits out a workout for you. And so I'm always trying to help athletes understand to be, to be complete. You know, you always want to be able to work on different facets of the game, your ball handling, your footwork, your shooting, your finishing. Um, those things are really important. So athletes need to learn and understand how they can train themselves. And so just understanding different pieces of the game, you know, not just one dimensional. You know, there are times where, yes, when you get in the gym and you just work on your shooting or there's times when you get in the gym and you just work on your ball handling. But as a a coach, I want you to try to be as complete as possible. So we try to work on as many different parts of the game as we can to where you can feel comfortable doing all the things that a basketball player should do.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems with player development is a lot of people have problems taking what they learn in their training and putting it into game situations. So how do you approach a young athlete that ha- that's having issues with applying their skills in games?
1: Well, I think it's really important to understand what you're working on. Make sure you work on the right things, right? I always tell coaches, I always tell trainers, and I tell players, you know, keep your training functional and keep it applicable to the game. So everything you're doing as an athlete and as a trainer Everything you do should translate to the game immediately. A player should have an understanding of how that applies. If you're working on ball handling, you're working on shooting, they should understand, okay, I can see how this works. If you're working on a different finish at the rim, they should understand exactly how that works and how it fits into the game. If a player is scratching their head about drills that they're doing, then the translation is lost, right? Well, then they're thinking, okay, well, well, how does this apply to the game? So keeping your training simple, it's really, really important to keep the training simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. You know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You can get real, real dynamic and advanced with your training, but always make it applicable to the game. And I, and I always try to tell people that's where you understand. You walk away from the basketball court feeling and knowing that you got better at something and you understand the why as to how that fits into the game.
0: So true. Um, I know you also work with a lot of the top female basketball players: Gigi Watkins, Jiggy Izzy, Chelsea Gray. The list goes on. But like, why do you feel so passionate about helping female basketball players and growing the women's game?
1: Wow, man, that's a great question. You know, I, I think um, everybody knows that Kobe was was really very strong on that initiative with Gigi and the teams. I've always been a, a fan of women's basketball uh, because I think people don't really understand how talented the women athletes are like the skill level of the ladies on the WNBA and college and high school. I mean, women's basketball is, is taking off to a whole new trajectory. And I think that people just don't understand because one, maybe they're not as athletic as men, you know, they don't run or jump, you know, as fast as men. So people tend to think that the sport is not, yeah, it's not as, it's not the same, but it is. And so for me, being able to actually dive into the women's women's basketball and help these ladies improve their skill. And and, and as, as I'm working with them, I'm learning. I'm still learning because they are so detail oriented. You know, women, women are so much different than men. They pay attention to the small details because that's where the game is played for them. And so I think the sport of basketball for women is, is really growing. And I think people are really starting to take notice that women can play this game and they can play it at a very high level. So it's been, uh, it's been a great, a great thing for me to take that on and I want to continue doing it. You know, I've obviously built a great relationship with Jewel Lloyd, who's, who's a phenomenal player and just really just want to help women's basketball, just earn the game, continue to gain the respect that the sport needs.
0: Yeah. And I think you've done such an incredible job with that. You know, I reached out to you long time ago, just because I knew like the work you're putting in for women's basketball and how like subconsciously you were really changing the game because you weren't making it a big deal. Like, Oh, I'm training with female basketball players. You weren't doing it for the hype. You were doing it because you genuinely wanted to help female basketball players. And I think that in itself is really incredible. So I really appreciate you doing well, that.
1: I say this all the time. You're basketball players. Basketball doesn't, doesn't know your gender. It doesn't know your race. It doesn't know your age. You know, basketball is a, a, it's a universal game and I don't care what you are, male, female, if you're playing basketball, you're a basketball player. So that's just the way I approach it. I train everybody the same.
0: How do you teach players to stay calm during high pressure moments?
1: I think that comes from your preparation, right? We, we, that's why we train, and that's why we spend so much time preparing for, for games and for big moments. And so I try to tell athletes of all ages all the time, look, trust your work. The work that you put in, you should always gain confidence from it. You know, that's really important to understand, right? If you're doing all this work, you want to have some, you want to build, you're building equity, you're building confidence in your rep. So I try to tell athletes all the time, like you've done this a hundred times, right? So trust what you're doing. When you get on the floor, it's familiar to you. You've done, you shot this layup a hundred times, you shot that three a hundred times. So make or miss, you know, don't ever lose the confidence because you know, you spent all that time in the gym working on your game. And so when you get into the game, you should feel confident, confident and comfortable because you know, you, you know, you put the work in. So I always try to use the phrase of trusting your work and that allows you to know that hey, I'm prepared for this, right? I did the work, so I'm prepared. And then you can just go out and, and, and be confident in your abilities.
0: And, like, what is it like to be coaching in those situations?
1: Well, it's the same. I think coach and player, they're the same. Coaches have to prepare, too. You know, we have to study our opponents. It's not just we just show up to the game and, we, you know, we, we give directives or a point and do this. No, we, we have to study. We have to know what our opponents are doing. We have to know, uh, have a game plan for our team. So coaches have to prepare just like players. You know, players are more on the court, more physical, Uh, And the coaches are less physical, more mental, you know, and the players are mental as well, but we have to prepare just like players do in the sense of being prepared for our opponent, knowing their tendencies. And if we're not prepared, then that's when you have, you know, the anxiousness or you're nervous or, you know, you're not confident in what you're doing. So again, it falls back onto uh, just being very well, very well prepared for your opponents.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people don't get to see that, right. The coaching side of it. And I think there's a lot, a lot of work that goes into that, that people just don't get
1: to see. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's a labor of love and I call it labor love. I mean, we work, but it's a passion. It's a passion job, right? I don't feel like, I don't feel like I work, even though we do work hard. I love what I do. So I get up every day and, and I try to tackle my job with that mindset of I'm blessed to be a coach. I'm blessed to uh, get paid to do something that I really love. So it doesn't feel like I've had a job for a long time.
0: And another question I have is like, we still work with a lot of young athletes. Like what, why do you keep working with young athletes? Like why do you think that it's important to work with them? Because once you get to your stature, I mean, there's really no need, right? Like you don't have to be working with them, but you want to. So like, where does that come from?
1: That's where I started. Uh, And for me, it's, it's not about the money or or the stature. It's about my love for the game. I absolutely love the game of basketball. It's, it's uh it's like my lifeline. And so for me to be able to work with athletes of all ages, that's, um, I feel like that's my calling. I feel like that's what I was put on this earth to do. And, and so I started with the youth and I'll never, I will never move away from that. Uh, that's what got me to where I am today. And so for me to be able to continue to tap into young athletes and help them reach their goals and help them become better people on and off the floor. That's something I love to do on a daily basis.
0: You talk a lot about just learning the game of basketball. Like, what advice do you have for young hoopers? Like, what can they do to just keep learning?
1: I mean, that's just it right there, right? We're always learning. The moment that we think we know the game, the ins and outs, and we know everything about the game, then we're we're going to stop learning. And so even for me, every time I step on the floor, I don't care what athlete, I don't care what age, what level, every time I step on the floor, I learn something. And that that's one of the best things about the sport, is that you're continually learning. So that in itself is something that every athlete needs to do. Stay a student of the game, continue to learn the game, continue to study the game. And it's just, it's endless. You know, we can never actually master the game of basketball, but that's the goal, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're aiming to master the sport. And as you're doing that, it's always going to throw you different twists and turns, and you're always going to learn something new. And I'm just going to say, it, if athletes feel like they've, they've mastered this game or they know everything about it, then they, they've already stopped learning.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn every time, no matter how you're playing, whether it be a good game or bad game. And it goes into another question. Like have you ever seen players that go through maybe a slump or like a few bad games? Like how do they bounce back from that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the greatest players ever played, you know, they, they go through slumps or they have bad games. And again, that, that leads back to being confident and, and always trusting the work that you put in, right? You never stop working. If you're in a slump, you know, the biggest thing that you that you can do is you keep working. Because if you stop working, then you know you're dead. You know, I use that <laughs> phrase all the time, right? It makes sense. If you're in a slump, the best thing that you can do is you have to keep working. Because at some point, your work is going to kick in. Your hard work is never in vain. It's going to kick in. It's gonna reap the benefits of of what you're doing. But if you're not working, then you're never gonna make those gains. So you go through slumps. And and, and the the thing about it is, you just keep working every day. You keep working, you keep working, you keep working. And eventually, uh, things will even out.
0: Yeah, awesome. You know, lastly, do you have any advice for girls that are looking to pursue basketball
1: at a high level? Absolutely. It's again, girls, boys, it doesn't matter. If you're looking to pursue basketball at a high level, it's all about putting in the work. That is the main thing, right? The work will allow you to improve. And once you improve, it allows you to continue to advance. You know, so again, it's not, I always use the term, it's not rocket science. It's really simple formula. If you put in the work, you're going you're to reap the benefits from it. So I always use that phrase, hard work is undefeated. And I really, I really believe that. So for all you, you young hoopers out there, put the work in be coachable you know that's a really important important word to be coachable you know we talked about Braun being coachable that's one of the things that that athletes have to understand you know be willing to work be willing to coach be coachable and be a great teammate those three things are key yeah
0: it's one, one more thing like I think we always talk about putting in the work and I think it's a very I feel like it's become kind of vague but like what do you how many hours specifically what should players be working on
1: yeah, it's not about how much time, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that believes in quality over quantity. So it's the kind of work that you put in, right? I've learned how to work people out in 20 or 30 minutes and get done in 20 or 30 minutes what some people might do in an hour, an hour and a half. So it's all about the quality. So understanding that when you do work, you need to work at game speed. And so you can build up to that. You don't need to be in the, in the gym for three or four hours. If you're in the gym for an hour and you get in a good workout and you know that you went at game speed and you know you've worked on the details of what you're doing, the quality of the work that you're doing, that's what's, that's what's important. The quality versus the quantity. So I always want to make sure that people understand that if you get in the gym and you're in there for an hour and you're just goofing off and you're going half speed, then you're not making yourself any better. I would rather you get in the gym for 30 minutes, go full speed, and, you know, you're going to get a good sweat, you know, at the end of it, you push yourself to your limits. And that's what's really important.
0: Well said. Well said. Well, I appreciate you coming on today.
1: You did a great job. You have a, <laughs> Thank you. You have a gift for this. Very, 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 very good poise. So I'm glad we had an opportunity to do it. I'm sorry it took so long.